I'm Riley. And I'm Ronnie. And this is the Plan to Eat podcast, where we have conversations about meal planning, food, and wellness to help you answer the question, what's for dinner? Hello, and thank you for joining us on another episode of the Plan to Eat podcast. Today, we have a special interview with Mackenzie Coppa. We are talking about thoughtful gift giving, and we are also debuting our 2022 holiday gift guide that Riley and I put together. This is also a special release episode. It is going out on Friday instead of Wednesday. We are doing that so that you have a little extra time to look at the gift guide and potentially think about adding some of these things to your holiday shopping list. This is our first ever Plan to Eat gift guide. We've never put together a gift guide before, so we're really excited and we're pretty intentional about the things that we put on it. And uh, We can't wait to tell you more about it. Hi, Mackenzie. Thanks for joining us again on the podcast today. Thanks so much for having me back. I always love chatting with you girls. We're really excited today because we're talking about gifting. Um, and we just think that this will be a really fun episode to help people get inspired for the holidays. I agree. And I think that it can be intimidating sometimes, especially because we see like Instagram and all the fabulous ideas and things that people come up with and Pinterest. And so I don't know, my perspective might be a little bit more of a slice of reality. For people. <laughs> well, that's good, because as far as I know, Riley and I are normal people. So, okay, that's helpful. Yeah. <laughs> and I think our listeners are normal people. And reality yeah. is really good for all of us. Yes, yeah. I agree. And I do have, I think, a different perspective because I have teenagers, mm -hmm. which is also like a different world of gift giving. <laughs> This, I feel like this is jumping right in, but like, do okay. you feel like as your kids have gotten older that the gifts are more expensive because oh, they're, yes. oh yeah, okay. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> it's more like that. Okay. I can give you this much money towards that thing that you are saving for because I cannot buy you a thousand dollar camera, but here's a little bit towards it. Yeah. But that's, I mean, definitely. I mean, especially my 16 year old, he's his hobbies are all about film and, you know, like he built a computer this year. Like I, I don't know what to do for you, man. Like here's a little bit, but I think that my tip with the teenagers is Okay, so for the younger kids, you pretty much ignore everything that they tell you they want on their list. Like a pony. The, yeah, like, well, and like my daughter, my seven-year-old, she got the Target gift catalog and went through and, you know, circled everything. It was like, mom, can I go on your Amazon and just like look for gifts for eight-year-olds? You know, it was like, you can all you want as something to keep you busy, but I am not buying any of that. But then, so you kind of ignore them. Like you have to pay attention with them. Like what, what do I actually know you would want? Because you obviously don't know what you would want. But with the teenagers, there comes this point where it flips and mm. you do have to listen to what they want. And it's much easier if you're just like, okay, you really just want the gift card. You really don't want me to get creative and come up with something that I think is cool. You really just want the money or you want the gift card or, you know, whatever, just listen to them because they're actually going to like that thing. And they're actually going to use it because they know more about who they are and what they like and what they're doing and what they fill their time with. And they typically have much more honed in interests mm. at that point. Like my son, it, it, that is his all encompassing world is doing all of the film stuff. So 
he doesn't want some random <laughs> gift that I buy him. He wants what he wants and he's going to use it. So it just makes more sense to listen to them at that point. So for everyone with children under 10 or yes. maybe maybe less than 10, <laughs> yeah, enjoy I mean, this 10 time. Is like, yeah, that right, right at that edge. I've got a 10 year old and she's like the gifts have changed. She doesn't want toys anymore, mm. which sometimes when it's toys, it can feel easier. Although you're really kicking yourself after Christmas when you're like, why are there all these toys around? But I find that she's like, she's starting to be interested in clothes. She wants new decor for her room because she doesn't want the little kid decor anymore. Like she wants lip gloss and she wants, like I got her a um, flat iron that I know she can use. That's this really great, easy to use flat iron that she's actually been learning how to use mine. So I got her her own. Like those things that make them a little bit more independent. And I think a lot of it is about paying attention mm -hmm. to what they are actually going to use and like and isn't going to just end up being more clutter in your house because that's one of the most annoying things about Christmas. <laughs> so right. yeah, I think that, that that 10, 11 age is definitely starting to transition out of the like toy era. But yeah, once they hit about 12, 13, go, go ahead and just listen to what they want because you're just gonna save yourself a lot of headache and heartache. And I think it's almost harder for the parents to be like, oh, but I I liked like surprising you and, you know, having you be all shocked on Christmas morning or whatever. But it's not really what they want. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to make it about them and not about you. What do you think that is the motivation for the for the younger kids for the things that like they don't actually want? Is it just that they like things that are like bright colored or shiny? Like what's what's the things that they're drawn to that you think are like, no, 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 no. Well, it's just the idea of stuff. Like they get that catalog and it's like, this all looks amazing. This is so much fun. It's all going to be new. I promise I'm going to use that fairy toy that flies wherever. They're going to use it maybe for two days and then no more. And I have found if I buy like maybe like one, one or two of the really kitschy things that I know are going to go in the back of the closet and then never be looked at again, but then buy them the, like everything else that I get is stuff that I know they'll actually use because I've paid attention to who they are, then I save myself the headache of having all of this junk around that nobody's using. And I end up going through their room and like pulling out anyway, and they don't even ever notice that it's gone. <laughs> but it it they end up appreciating it more. But I if you don't get any of that, then they do like have the, I thought, you know, my friend got whatever. And so it's like, you have to strike that balance of like, okay, you got the one annoying thing, but here's all the stuff you're going to use. And then, yeah. and yeah. that's the stuff that has the longevity and they end up being appreciative for it, even if they're never going to say it. They're never going to let you know they're appreciative mm -hmm. of it, but they are. Well, I think the biggest thing that is coming out of everything you just said for me is just the intentionality of it. It's not just getting that Amazon or Target gift guide in the mail and being like, oh, my kid's going to love all these things and buying all of them. It's like that paying attention to who they are, paying attention to your things your friends say throughout the year. And I think maybe that's the planner in you and the planner in us that is just like, 
Uh, I know Christmas and the holidays are coming eventually. And when this thing pops up in my Instagram feed that I think Ronnie's going to love, I'm like, well, it's August, but maybe I'll buy it. Although I'm the worst because if I buy something for somebody in August, I will give it to to them. I cannot wait. (laughs) So I do have to kind of temper myself and not buy it uh, right when I see it. I have to kind of wait. But just kind of the paying attention and thinking, oh, this person, this friend or my kid or my husband or my spouse, whatever, said that they like this or they want this. And then just making a mental note. Because Mm -hmm. when December 15th rolls around, I will not remember. I have to write it down somewhere. Yeah, don't make a mental note. That's your biggest mistake. (laughs) You (laughs) want to put it down somewhere. Have it in a Trello board, in a planner, in your notes app. Have it somewhere. Have a specified list. I just... Right at the end, when this is pod- when this podcast is coming out, I'm just finishing up my holiday boot camp where we're like, you know, making sure everybody's dialed in. But that's one of the things we have a whole yeah. day all about gifting where it's like you got to write the stuff down. You got to figure it out. You got to actually pay attention because I-, I know my kids say things all the time that they want. Mm-hmm. And that isn't just the, oh, I've gone through this catalog. But if I don't make note of it, it's gone. It's yeah, Alonzo. You're right. That is a good thing for me to. I, yeah. I said mental note, but I didn't really mean it. I was yeah. No, I was driving down the road and saying write it down, and I said yeah. mental note. So, I mean, even selfishly, I write. I have two separate lists. I have ones that's like gifts for other people. I also have a list for myself because inevitably, oh, like my yeah. mother-in-law is going to ask what I want for Christmas, yeah. and if I didn't make my own list, I'm gonna be like. Or those things that I thought were really cute all the way back in September, you know. Yeah. So yeah. also make a list for things- yourself that I just buy for myself because there's not a whole lot of people buying for me. So like, this is your Christmas. This is my Christmas. (laughs) That's awesome. But a lot of times they're boring, like health related things. So, you know, but you like it. I do. I buy your kids. That's what I want. Yeah. 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 I'm not going to go through the toy catalog. Like I want what I want. (laughs) And they have good sales on Black Friday for all the health stuff. So, you know, you got to do it. But that was one thing I was kicking myself last year because I was so ahead of the game. I bought everything in October. I was like, look at me go. I've got everybody's gifts. And then Black Friday came and I, it really registered how much I could have saved that weekend. Mm. And I was like, this was not worth it. I, I, yeah, I'm organized. Yeah, I have everything. But I just spent so much more money than was necessary. If I just would have waited for the sale, then I would be so much better off. And so I think that has been a big thing going into this year. I am paying attention to the influencers who I know will talk about sales on the things that I am interested in. I am using Honey way more this year where you like put in the stuff that you're interested in so that you actually get those alerts when they go on sale. And then I'm just, I'm doing a good job of planning out the list of what I want to get for everybody and just knowing, okay, that weekend is my time to get after it and do the buying Mm -hmm. because I don't want to spend hundreds of dollars more than was necessary Yeah, I think budget is a big part of this conversation um, of just gifting, because if you do all of your shopping at one time, it does add up, but you save a lot more than if you bought it throughout the year. For me, I I have been trying to not spend all that money all at one time and trying to kind of buy it throughout the year or not throughout the year, basically since like October. Um, But so do you have do you have a budget for every person that you buy for? Do you have just an overall budget? How do you navigate that piece of the puzzle? Well, I typically try to spend around the same amount on each kid, Mm -hmm. but I will, 
I hate the word influencer, but I use some of my influencer powers to get some things for free. And so I have to decide like whether I'm going to count that in the total budget of what they're getting or not. You know, so sometimes it's like maybe I won't count the whole thing towards the budget of what it would have really been, but it is like a legitimate, like expensive thing. So I will have that be for my kids. But also something I've done as an Amazon associate is I get gift cards. That's my payment from them all year because I don't really make a ton from them, but it's enough over the course of the year to add up and I don't touch them all year long. And so I know that by the time I get to Black Friday, that's when I'm going to use all those gift cards to pay for my kids. And I think you could almost do the same thing just out of pocket. Buy Amazon gift cards all year long. Buy one each month that you just stash away and then you know that you've been putting the money away or set aside a separate account or whatever. But I think if you if you have that long-range plan for Christmas all year long, so you don't get hit with it all in December, I think that is imperative, especially if you're somebody who has to watch your budget. You know, I'm a single mom of four kids. I can't, I don't have an extra thousand dollars or whatever to just throw at Christmas every year. And some of it too, like some years are harder than others. And that sucks, but it's also part of life and just being really honest with my kids about like, it's going to be a slimmer year this year, but that's okay. We're still going to have fun and we're going to do all the traditions and you're going to get gifts. You're just not going to have, you know, the tree is not going to be hidden by the gifts, <laughs> you know, it's it's going to be a realistic year. And that just, you know, that's sometimes the way it is. Yeah. Right. I like the honesty. I just, just being like, Hey, this is what's going on. Mm-hmm. I also yeah. love the tip to buy gift cards the whole year. Mm-hmm. And then you're kind of like stashing away that money for yourself uh, the, yeah. whole, the whole year. That That's a great idea. Well, and I think like when it's a gift card, it's so specific. Mm-hmm. It's not like you just have it in your bank and like, Oh, maybe you're going to draw from it or whatever. You really kind of forget about it. It's just you know, it's there. Even if you buy them like digital gift cards, whatever, they're hidden in your email until you go to look for them. And then you're like, oh, look at this. We just had um, somebody on the podcast from YNAB from You Need a Budget. And she talked a little bit about this idea where she was like, Christmas happens on the same day every year. Like everybody should be planning ahead for the money you're going to spend at Christmas time. And like, because you should be able to anticipate it and expect it. Like you can expect it cut in January because it happens yep. on the same day. So yeah, I like that. I think that's a good, good reminder. Maybe that's a reminder for yeah. next year because we're almost there, but you know. <laughs> yeah. But even for um, like Christmas decor, if there's mm. stuff that you just, you're not able to get right now, or you know you want for next year, the day after Christmas, it's all going to be on clearance you know, like it's a bummer for this year, but to set yourself up for next year, I like to think of some of those things as like giving myself a future gift where I'm not going to really benefit from it right now. But dang, next year, I'm going to be so thrilled with myself when I open up all my Christmas boxes and I'm like, look what we got. This is awesome. You know, so sometimes it's that delayed gratification, but it's so exciting when it works out. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. I, that is, you have made me think of two things. One is that when my husband and I got engaged, we got engaged a couple of days after Christmas and we went, we went to the store for something and I saw all these Christmas lights on sale for like 50 cents a box. Yeah. So, and I, at the time really thought we were going to use all these Christmas lights in our wedding decor. We bought 
25 or 30 boxes of 50 cent Christmas lights. <laughs> we did not use them for the wedding. Um, it's fine. But I have <laughs> like, I still have Christmas lights that I've either, I'm giving them away every year yeah. or I'm pulling them out. And I'm like, oh, we can put these somewhere because I have so many of them. Yeah. Um, so, but it's a great idea to stock up after Christmas, especially if, if budget is a big thing, man, stuff after Christmas is like 75% off. Yeah. If not more. So yeah. Total clearance. Everything yeah. that was above and beyond what they planned for, you know, just go in and and make bank. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The other thing I was thinking is that if you shop too early, you can maybe accumulate too many things. You know, if you're yes. shopping the whole if you're shopping the whole year and uh, I kind of did that this year for I have a two and a half year old and I started shopping a little early because I saw something she would love, but she didn't need a gift on a th- random Thursday. <laughs> so I was like, I'm yeah. going to stash this away. And then I told my husband, I, th- I think we're done. I think I've got all the things that, you know, like I wanted to get her. And then I showed it all to him. And I was like, oh, this is a little more than I was thinking. Because we tried <laughs> it. It's fine. We're going to we're gonna make it work. But <laughs> And then also kids can come up with new ideas for things that they really, really want. Yeah. If you don't kind of wait until closer. Because kids are changing so fast. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say that is especially when they're younger their interests can change so quickly. And Mm -hmm. so you may think that like you've got it all under control in prime day in July. And then by November, they've been to school and their friend has such and such and their interests have completely changed. And so I'm I especially with the younger ones, I feel like I'm always a little like, well, what are what are you actually (laughs) going to want? But like with my seven year old, something she doesn't even think about I don't think she would necessarily ask me for but I catch her on a daily basis pretending to do YouTube like style and makeup videos in the bathroom like when she's getting ready in the morning she is literally like verbally narrating everything that she's doing as though she's on YouTube so I'm gonna brush my teeth guys and this is the toothpaste that I use and like I mean she she's she's actually incredibly good at it like if i had the time to start her youtube channel we could probably be millionaires by now but she's hilarious but she would i like actually like like a little like i'm not gonna go buy her like the poly pocket makeup kit or whatever because i don't necessarily want her putting that on her face but getting her like a couple of really good little lip glosses and you know stuff that she's not going to wear outside the house but i know she's going to have a blast with in the house like pretending to do these makeup videos she will eat that up and be all over it even if i could get her like some cheap little camera or you know something like that that's going to be her jam, but she just doesn't know it. (laughs) She's not going to ask for that, but I see what she's doing. I hear her doing it and I know that she would love it. So it's that, you know, paying attention, seeing how their interests are, seeing how their interests change and, and capitalizing on it. All right. So I feel like everybody has at least one person in their life that they're like, I have no idea what to get this person. How do you solve that? Assuming you have that problem, how do you solve yes. that problem? <laughs> yeah. Well, again, it's the the listening is part of it because even when you don't, like even when they're per- the person who seems like they have everything or, you know, whatever, usually if you're paying attention, they're going to say something at some point. My boyfriend is really hard to buy for. Last year, months before Christmas, he mentioned like, oh, I really love this cup I have. 
But I knew like he would love having another one. So I got another one. You know, it's like just paying attention to stuff. But honestly, at that point, it's back to the gift guides. I think following influencers who have similar interests to you or have similar interests to your mother-in-law or whoever it is and paying attention to those things, they, they're they good at what they do. They Like living with Landon is amazing at gift giving and she puts out amazing gift guides where she's going to give you ideas for that person who doesn't, you know, you don't know what to buy for them. She's got great ideas for guys who are notoriously hard to buy for and those, you know, peripheral people like in-laws and, you know, babysitters and whatever. She's always got amazing ideas. So I'm going to follow and I'm probably going to buy that thing. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think that we get in the season and we think like, oh, I need to, it needs to all come from me. I need to come up with the ideas. I need to reinvent the wheel and like have it be all personal and whatever. It doesn't. That's like a very specific skill set, I think, to be able to just like hop on the World Wide Web with all of the millions of things that are out there and figure out what people like. Like that's a daunting prospect. So it's helpful when you actually just listen to people who have great great ideas and are really good at figuring that out. Okay, yeah, you say buy this, I'm going to buy this. If they don't like it, whatever, I tried. But, you know, like, I think not putting so much pressure on ourselves to have it be the most magical, amazing thing that they've ever received. Mm -hmm. That's a really great idea. Uh, My family does. We all draw names. I have three siblings. And then there's all sorts of nieces and nephews. Um, The kids, we kind of just leave and everybody can kind of get for the kids as they want to. But the adults, we all draw names. So you only have one adult, other adult to buy for. And sometimes that can be really difficult because I don't spend day to day with some of my siblings because uh, they all we all live all over. Um, and so a gift guide's a really great idea for that. My older brother said that if we ever resorted to just getting each other gift cards, we're gonna quit because it yeah. just like, what's the <laughs> okay. point? We're just exchanging money at this point. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Here's fifty dollars to Amazon. Get what you yeah. want to get. Um, yeah. So we I, that's a really good idea for situations like that because I can really struggle sometimes to feel like I want to get them the perfect thing. I should have had all year to think about it, and but I'm not spending day to day with them, so I'm not getting so much of that listening experience of just like they randomly said, "Oh, I really need this thing." Uh, yeah. I, I don't get to hear that. So that's a really well, good you're idea. probably not drawing the name until closer to Christmas anyway. So you don't even really know who you need to pay more attention to to figure <laughs> out what in the world to buy them. Yeah. But I think that leave the personal gifts to their spouse or you know, somebody who is around them. Get something that's just like fun and useful and most guys will probably like. I mean, you probably have enough knowledge of him to not get something he's going to completely hate, you yeah. know, but but it doesn't have to be the most glorious, perfect gift. And I think that probably when you're receiving a gift from one of the random people on the list, like you're probably not expecting it to be the most perfect thing that you've been, you know, wanting and looking for all year long either. And so I think it's helpful to sometimes reverse that <laughs> and keep that in mind too. Like, yeah, what am I, I expecting? Totally. Yeah. I. It's funny because I think I, I do feel like my family is, they really try to be really intentional. Um, and so sometimes those gifts are really funny because you open them and you're like, this is what they thought that I would yeah. love. Like, 
it's it's either yeah you know, and I, it's always appreciated it's always like they really tried they cared a lot to try to get me something that I would love um but it is funny to sometimes think like oh this is what they thought like they this is what they landed on <laughs> yeah I think that it can be helpful to like know people's Enneagram numbers too when you're gift giving because there are certain things that certain personalities are just going to be more prone to I'm going to admit something that could be very embarrassing but I am a three. I like my aesthetic to be a certain way. And so if a grandparent helps a child make a yearly calendar with their artwork that is supposed to be prominently displayed in my home, it will not be. It will not be. I will appreciate the sentiment. I love the idea. It is going to be looked at and put away. I am not that person who wants that. I don't want whatever you're crocheting for me. I, you know, like, and if I'm just, if I'm being honest, if you want to know the honest truth, and that is my personality, some people would see that and love that. You could give that to a two and they are going to put it in their front entryway and wear the sweater that you knit them and, you know, like, love it to death know who you're buying for <laughs> don't like my mom she just got this plant for her birthday from the people at her work she wears all neutral colors all the time her house is completely neutral they bought her a plant with like this big bright pattern on the pot and like I was like but do, do they just like if they just look at you <laughs> if they just look at you they would probably know that's not your jam and she's like but it's their jam and so I think that's an important thing to remember is a yeah. lot of times we almost buy for ourselves and give it to another person but that's not necessarily their style what they want you have to take yourself out of yourself and think about them and just if you just look at basic context clues, like the kinds of things they wear, you can probably start being steered in the right direction of what they're going to like and what they're not going to like. There's a big difference between uh, what you think is a good gift and what something somebody is actually interested in, right? Yes. <laughs> I try to save yeah. my, I really loved this and I think that everyone should have it in their <laughs> life too, gifts. Yeah. That's, that's a hyphenated sentence. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, for stocking stuffers, um, this is so random, but I love the um, makeup eraser mm -hmm. wipes. And yeah. so like I got hooked on them last year right before Christmas. And I was like, I'm going to buy these for everybody and just stick one in everyone's stocking. And I was like, they may hate it, but it was a like a it wasn't like the whole gift, you know, was yes. like, here's a gift basket of all my favorite essentials like, <laughs> yes. that I love. So therefore you should love them. Yeah. So I just tried to like get one little thing that I was like, I love this thing and I'm kind of obsessed with it right now. So I'm going to give it to everybody. Just one rolled up in their stocking. <laughs> well, I think if you even frame it that way, I mean, we have Oprah to thank for my favorite things, you know, like we can even tell people like, I'm giving you these things that are my favorite things that I think that you might enjoy too. But really, they're my favorite things. Like, <laughs> you can go ahead and say that. But like you're saying, not making it the whole gift. Yeah. Do you have any children or loved ones that have a birthday right around Christmas? I, well, I have a daughter who has a January birthday. I grew up with my brother having a January birthday. Mm -hmm. And then two of the kids in my life have like fall or right before Christmas okay. birthdays. So luckily all the other ones are far away from Christmas. But yeah, it's a tricky one, I think for sure. And I think as much as you 
hate it. I mean, maybe as they get older, you can lump them together a little bit more if they want those bigger presents. You can kind of justify it that way. But I think as much as possible, separating out the dates is really important because nobody wants their birthday just glossed over. Yeah, yeah. I agree. That resonates with me because my birthday is about a week after Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. So then about 20-ish days before Christmas. And my husband's birthday is 20-ish days after Christmas. And so it is just like festivity upon festivity upon festivity. And so my husband and I have decided that for Christmas, we just do stockings for each other. And like we set a price point on them and you can't go over it, though we have had to increase the budget because inflation. <laughs> um, yeah. When we were dating, it was $50 and you could get so many things for $50, but you had to get really creative. You know, some of it had to be experiences that you kind of... Um, yeah. But we've had to increase the budget a little bit, but we like to do bigger birthday to try to like celebrate the person individually and then just kind of try to keep Christmas Christmas or, you know, whatever holiday other people are celebrating. Like if you're trying to figure out what you should do, just like focus on this at this time and then focus on that at that time. But it yeah. can be really tricky um, to to juggle all that and all the spend too, because it does start mm-hmm. to add up a lot because yeah. a lot of, a lot of, a lot of gift buying, you know, a lot of things. Yeah. And you can also feel like, but I just used up all of my ideas (laughs) for you for Christmas or for your birthday. Like, what in the world do I get you? So it's like you have to pay extra attention to what that person's wanting. Because my kids who have birthdays six months later, it's again, like their interests could have changed. There's like a whole new variety of things that they could want. But when it's all in that one lump period of time, you really kind of have to get even more creative about what they might be interested in that's going to last and, you know, they're going to like. And I think it has helped the years that we've done more of an experience. Like I almost give my daughter in January more of a birthday party or like really kind of capitalizing on that because it's not like we don't have, (laughs) I don't have more to give her. So let's have more of an experience for the party and, you know, trying to kind of have those kinds of experiences. And those are special memories that last, you know, like Mm -hmm. the things that you're into when you're seven uh, are not going to be as impactful to you when you're 27, you know, and you're like thinking back on that awesome birthday party that your mom threw you or that place she took you for your birthday. Like, so it's important to remember that. Yeah. That that is like something that's a really special gift too. like, even if it feels like this exchange of like, well, we can't, can't spend more. I mean, dude, we're all trying to save money right now. Like I can't spend more, but we can do this. Like that's a really special gift too. So it's not like, it's not like one is better than the other at all. Right. Yeah. And, and letting, even if you do get them like tickets to something to go see a show or to go, you know, whatever that it may not be on their birthday that they get the experience. I mean, I remember I was six when my mom got me new kids on the block tickets. (laughs) For Christmas with my cousins and they like made these big tickets and they gave us the tickets on Christmas we were going to that concert for like six more months you know but it's still it was like the anticipation and it's okay if it doesn't happen on that day if you're giving them you know an experience that's going to happen later on that's totally legit yeah well I also think that making a little bit bigger deal of a winter birthday is nice anyways because 
there's not as many things to look forward to in the wintertime, <laughs> right? Like there's like the, all the big holidays that everybody looks forward to are already done. And we're all just like waiting for winter to be over. So you might as well throw a blowout so that everybody has something to have that's fun. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And if you're lucky, this is the only time I will say this about snow. If you're lucky, there's snow. And so you can like have a sledding party or whatever. It doesn't even necessarily like have to be in your house the whole time, which is nice. Mm -hmm. Do you have any other tips around gift giving that you'd like to share with us? That probably covers my <laughs> extensive knowledge of gift giving. Ignore the young ones. Pay attention to the older ones. Don't be afraid to give them gift cards. But I totally support the not exchanging gift cards with other adult family members. Yeah. <laughs> I do have one more question. What do you do with your what do you do at your girlfriends? Do you, um, you know, because like some people actually get gifts, you know, for their friends. Other people are like, we're just all going to go out to brunch together and it's going to be like a celebration. What's what's your take on that? I think that my girlfriends and I, we usually try to focus more on our birthdays mm. and they are really sweet because there's been so many years where I haven't had someone doing anything for my birthday. So they've really like always made sure that I feel special with my birthday. But I think we focus more on the birthdays. If we do anything for each other at Christmas time, it's like baked goods or, you mm. know, homemade candy or, you know, popcorn balls or whatever, like stuff like that. But we we all have a lot of children. <laughs> and so the thought of like trying to have more people to buy for, we just we don't really do that. But we do definitely focus on all of our birthdays and making sure we go out and do brunch or do whatever for each of us for that. That's great. That's a great idea. Yeah. And plus, I, we're, we because I think also we have so many kids, like we're so busy at the Christmas right. season. Yeah. We are lucky to be able to see each other at all. So, yeah. Yeah. You just hope you all get invited to the same Christmas party or something. Yeah. That someone else's house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Usually with a, with a lot of my close friends, sometimes I'll just say like, hey, what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> are you yeah. getting me a gift? Am I getting you? Are we doing this? Can we do something else? Could we like focus our efforts here so that we're all on the same page about it and nobody feels yeah. like, um, oh no, like they've overdone this thing. Not overdone, but like they have gone above and beyond to love me in this way. And I feel like I want to reciprocate it. You know, like I, I feel like yeah. it's kind of like good to have a conversation and be like, here's what we're going to yeah. do. Let's focus on birthdays or let's go to have a fun girls night dinner kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and kind of just everybody kind of have the same like idea. We're on the same page about what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Because the truth is, again, like if you start thinking from the opposite perspective, if you're having these thoughts, a lot of them are probably having the same thoughts too. So if yeah. you just go ahead and be the one to spearhead the conversation, there's probably going to be relief across the board of everyone like, oh, I'm so glad somebody spoke up and said something. All right, Mackenzie, why don't you remind everybody where they can find you, remind them about your podcast, and just like tell us of anything that you have going on right now that you want people to be aware of. Okay. Well, if you haven't picked up by now, I'm Mackenzie Coppa, and I am the podcaster behind Live Well Anyway. I'm also finally, I think I announced this on your podcast like forever ago, but I really am starting to do more on my YouTube channel. So you can find me at Mackenzie Coppa over there as well. And because I love planning and I love New Year, it's really my jam. Throughout the month of December, I'm going to be doing some webinars and stuff about planning for New Year and getting on top of that. I'm going to have a one-week um, boot camp the first week of January that's going to be about doing all the planning and getting ready, doing the goal setting, all of that kind of thing. And then that's going to move into like a longer course that's like if you really feel overwhelmed by your life, 
and you need to get everything together. You need to hone in your calendar, figure out what's happening with your time, make sure you're taking care of yourself. Then we're going to be doing all of that in the first couple of months um, of the new year. And so I would love to have people come over and join me and really get their planning on with me. We if love that wasn't that. compelling enough, me and Ronnie love Mackenzie. Oh, we do. <laughs> and so she is a planning expert. Like, go and take all of her classes, follow her, do everything <laughs> she says, and you'll get more organized. And plan to E is usually always involved in what we're doing because I can't help myself. So it's always like part of that overall like life planning stuff that I talk about. So we love it. Yeah. yeah thanks for joining us today, Mackenzie. We appreciate Thank you, you for having me. It was so fun. Well, that was so great to talk to Mackenzie. She is just one of our favorite people. I She has such great energy. I love her so much. And she has great tips because they're just real. They're just real life, real mom, um, real budget, like just real person gift yeah. tips. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed our conversation with her. She's just so wonderful. Yeah. So we wanted to spend the second half of this podcast talking a little bit about the gift guide that we put together. It's not a super long gift guide, but like Riley said in the beginning, we were really intentional with the things that we put on this list because um, we wanted to put things that we love and that we hope that you all will love as well. Uh, before we get into that, I personally wanted to talk a little bit about thoughtful gift giving because I think it's really easy. We talked a little bit about this with Mackenzie. It's really easy to just give somebody a gift because you feel obligated to, Right. And like, maybe you give somebody a gift that you think is a great gift, but yeah. it's not necessarily like what that person would like. And my opinion on it, on this is just that a small, inexpensive gift that's thoughtful is way better than something that you spent a lot of money on just because you felt obligated to give somebody a present. Right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think that the holidays, they do put that pressure on us to, mm -hmm. to like, this is when I buy people gifts period. One of the things that I really enjoyed about our conversation with Mackenzie was her suggesting that with your girlfriends, you get on the same page about it. We had that little bit of a conversation towards the end um, where like you don't have to give a gift to them. Like you could just be intentional to like have dinner or brunch or go do something fun together. Shoot, go get a pedicure. You know, like yeah. um, it doesn't have to be a, purchasing a gift. It could just be time. And I know as a busy adult that like carving out time for my friends really intentionally is sometimes just as much of a gift as a gift. Right. And so that, that intentionality around just having that conversation of like, Hey, what could we do to just like enjoy each other this season is a great idea. Yeah. Well, she also mentioned it a little bit with her kids of talking about like experiences, you know, and talking about how she in January, she does like a kind of a blowout birthday party for her daughter. And I love that too, because I can't, I mean, I can maybe tell you like two gifts that I got as a kid. Like, I don't remember the things that I got, but there are so many birthday parties that were awesome that I totally remember, you know? Yeah. And so I just feel there is that aspect of, you know, um, if you're stuck on what to get somebody as a gift, like an experience, it's sometimes even better because it creates a memory. And if it's an experience you can do together, like that's a memory that somebody that you'll be able to have, you know, with your best friend for the rest yeah. of your life. Yeah. Well, and another kind of along the same lines, she talked about knowing that person is their Enneagram number and what might resonate with them. Um, I think the love languages is another one to lean yeah. into because mm -hmm. while giving gifts might be someone's love language, 
getting gifts might not be yours. Uh (laughs) And so while you can super appreciate the thoughtfulness that someone went into because they were showing you love in the way that they show it, another person's is could be quality time and Mm -hmm. kind of having that intentionality of like, okay, I love giving gifts. So I'm going to give them this, this experience because their love language is quality time. And that's what I'm giving them is the time. Um, So just kind of leaning into just that knowing people and paying attention and thinking like, well, I can't come up with a gift for Ronnie. Well, that's because Ronnie would actually really like this. She doesn't want a gift. She wants this thing um, just to use you as an example. So I really love that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's those things of like, how does this person spend their free time? Like what's their sense of humor? There's this really great, there's this really great soap and sand, uh, soap and a candle company called Whiskey River. And they have soap and candles that all have these like silly sayings that are like kind of irreverent and funny on them. And it's just one of those things, like if you have a friend who has kind of an irreverent sense of humor, just buy them a bar of soap that like has something funny on it. You know, Um, it doesn't have to be, like I said, it doesn't have to be like big or expensive or whatever. I think that just the fact of like a little bit of thought put into a gift, like means a lot to anybody. Totally. Yeah. Um, so that actually leads me to what are the things that you got as a kid that you still think about or the experiences that you got as a kid that you still think about? Okay. Um, well, so I, I can't remember very many Christmas presents that I got, but I can remember some birthday presents. And the reason I remember these birthday presents is because my mom and dad were amazing. And every year for, I don't know, probably like three to five years, like part of our birthday was that they would set up a scavenger hunt throughout our house that we had to like go and find different clues before we finally got to the place where our present was hidden. And it was usually like if we had a bigger (laughs) present that like they didn't want to wrap, you know, like you got a bike or something um, and they didn't want to wrap. The presents were pretty much always hidden in the bathtub. FYI. So for all the kids listening, if your parents have sent you on a scavenger hunt, look in the bathroom. Yeah. Um, but it but it was so much fun. And I remember like I remember one year getting a bike and I remember it being like the bike was in the bathtub. And but it was part, but it was because the experience of getting that bike was so fun. And I feel like that's the reason why I remember it. The only other thing I can think of is when I was already like a preteen, like I think I was 11 or something. Um we had a swimming pool birthday party and one of my like my brothers were allowed to like invite one of their best friends to the party and my brother's best friend bought me a barbie doll because he didn't know like what a a young girl would want and i was like quite a bit past barbie doll age and so i just remember that because i was like hmm this is great <laughs> he tried though that's so he tried sweet. it was so in in hindsight, it's so sweet. But at the time, I was like, at the time, dude, yeah. I'm 11 years old. I don't play yeah. with dolls. <laughs> Putting yourself in someone else's shoes is a lot easier when you're older. It's like, like, oh, he was so thoughtful. Like, you hated it. But it was so thoughtful. Totally. Totally. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Do you have any gifts you remember? Well, the the thing that came to mind when you first said this a few minutes ago, um, I was probably six years old. And my mom bought me a planner and it had this, like, it had one of those like covers that like snap and I think it had like pockets in it. And I knew she had gotten it for me or or maybe I had found it. I don't remember the whole story with it, but I was so stinking excited about this planner. And if that tells you anything about my personality, (laughs) 
<laughs> it should. Um, it should. Because that was me when I was maybe five or six. And still me now. I mean, we were just talking the other day about shopping for planners and it was mid-October. So yeah, <laughs> for 2023. <laughs> Too funny. Wow. Okay. That's I do awesome. remember though that I had this awesome princess birthday party and my mom made me this castle cake and I just remember thinking that that was like the coolest thing ever like she made it with like the upside down uh, ice cream cones oh, as like cool the peaks of the castle and it was all blue it kind of looked like Cinderella's castle and I don't know I remember just that being like the coolest experience like this huge castle cake that my mom had made oh wow that's wow your mom sounds like she went above and beyond Planners and castle cakes. Planners Thanks, and Mom. castle cakes. <laughs> <laughs> but it goes to show you like what sticks with you versus, you yeah. know, like the stuff that doesn't. Well, so. I'm really glad that this castle cake sticks in your memory because I'm sure that was a lot of work for your mom. So <laughs> if I made a castle cake for my daughter, it would look like a Pinterest fail. <laughs> <laughs> it would. It would. I couldn't do it. So thanks, Mom. If you're listening. Yeah. That was a really cool cake. <laughs> Thanks for working hard on it. <laughs> okay, let's talk about our gift guide. All right, so we, yeah, we sectioned our gift guide out into different sections just so you could kind of have a guide of the guide, right? Uh, so the first section is kid-related items. First thing on the list is the Tovla Junior Kids Cooking and Baking Set. If you remember, podcast episode 34 was with Tova Levine, who is the creator of Tovla Jr. And we just think that she's awesome. Her baking and cooking sets for kids are ingenious. And I feel like there was no way we couldn't include this on our gift guide. Yeah, her all of her items are kid safe, kid size and cute. Yeah. <laughs> and so if you have a child that's interested in getting in the kitchen, or if you're trying to encourage your kids to get in the kitchen, this gift set is a great idea. And it's really just makes baking and cooking for kids more accessible because the items are one, you can feel like safe giving your kid a little kid knife, but also they're they're sized for their hands. So they're not having to deal with something that's for an adult um, that doesn't really fit. So yeah. The other two things in our kids section are a kids in the kitchen cookbook. So if you have a kid who's interested in cooking, this has some great recipes that are kid friendly. And then the final thing is a kid's apron. Because if you're going to get the kids baking set and you're going to get the cookbook, well, you got to have a cute apron to go along with it, right? <laughs> and what kid doesn't get incredibly messy in the kitchen? Oh, so yeah. it's a really great uh we're just saving some clothes washing. <laughs> but I do think a kid's apron is a really fun idea. Uh, I, we have friends who have aprons for their kids at their houses, and my daughter always gets so excited to put it on. It's like this new, it's like dress up, you know, it's kind of oh, that yeah. same idea. Um, so, yeah, if your kids love cooking or if you see them like enjoying this at someone else's house, it's a great idea for your kid. Our next section is cookbooks. Oh, we, we love cookbooks. We do love cookbooks. So the first one is probably the one I'm, well, I'm excited about multiple on this list, but the first one I'm really excited about because we know her, Debbie Brosnan, the Effortless Kitchen Cookbook. It just released a few weeks ago. The, the cookbook looks awesome. I have one at my house already. She worked so, so hard to make this cook, cookbook accessible. The steps are easy and clear. Um, and the recipes just, I can't wait to make everything. So many yeah. pasta, so many meatballs, so many things that look delicious. Yeah. We talked to Debbie on episode 37 of the podcast, all about this cookbook. And there's a section that called, that's called meatballs from around the world. 
that sold me on the cookbook the instant that she said that, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, man, I can't wait to try all the different flavors. So really we could talk about, about yeah, we, yeah, we could talk about Debbie forever. Uh, one thing I will add about this cookbook that's really special. Um, and it's actually special about the next one is just this, uh, the options that she gives. So if you are cooking for someone who's gluten-free or dairy-free or vegetarian, she provides options in every recipe or a lot of the recipes. So you can easily make those modifications and still make an amazing dish for all the people in your life. Yeah. Yeah. So the next one on the list is the New York Times cooking no recipe recipes. And once again, we talked about this on the podcast, episode 33, Riley gave us a review of this cookbook. So if you're curious about what this cookbook's all about, go listen to that episode. It's only about 30 minutes. Riley gives you a little lowdown on how you can, how there can be a cookbook that's actually not a cookbook of recipes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's an awesome cookbook. Everything in the recipe, everything in there looks and is delicious. Everything I've made has been delightful. And it really is for, I would suggest it for somebody who really loves to cook and is trying to learn how to be a better no recipe cook. So how do you just take ingredients and make a meal? It's a really great tool for like learning how to do it, but with some guidance. Yeah. Next up is the kitchen counter cooking school. Erin from YNAB told us about this book a couple different times when we have talked to her. And the idea behind this book is that it's it's teaching you to get a little bit more back to the basics of cooking. So, you know, like one of the things that she talked about was that there are lots of recipes nowadays that give you every little minute step of how to make that recipe. And this book is teaching you more like, what do you do if a recipe, if you get like your grandma's recipe and it just says, cook the chicken, you know, it's giving you a little bit more of those applicable skills, really similar to this other idea of the no recipe recipes. It's giving you you know, some of these like foundational tools to become a better cook, a better home chef. Mm -hmm. Last but not least is the Siete Table Cookbook. Um, This is from uh, Siete, the brand. Um, You may have stumbled upon upon their products. They have amazing almond flour tortillas, uh, dairy-free queso, uh, so many products that I love. And they came out with a cookbook I haven't, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't bought it yet, but I cannot wait for it to come out. And we just love Siete products. So yeah. we were really excited to put this cookbook on our gift guide. If you read the little overview about the book, um, it says that it's all gluten-free Mexican-American dishes. So if you're somebody who needs gluten-free recipes specifically, this would be a great recipe book for you. Yep. Add to cart. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we have the general section, and we have some exciting things in here, one of them including the plan to eat gift subscription for all the people in your life who are trying to, uh, maybe they have a New Year's resolution of trying to become a better meal planner, maybe they're trying to get on a budget with their groceries, um, or you just want to share recipes with a friend and you want to get them a gift subscription to like make it happen. Yeah. The plan to eat gift subscription is an awesome stocking stuffer or gift for a friend. We agree. I mean... I agree. (laughs) Next on the list is Dar Chocolate Art Bars. Uh, Coming a little later this month, we have a podcast episode with Gila, who is one of the founders of Dar Chocolate. It is a local to Northern Colorado bean to bar chocolate. We actually just got back from a tour that we did at their chocolate making facility in Northern Colorado. Uh, We tasted some delicious chocolate. And we would love for you to support them and buy some of their chocolate. You can order it online if you're not located in Northern Colorado. 
delicious, delicious specialty chocolate bars. So for all those people in your life who love a good specialty chocolate bar, another amazing stocking stuffer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, highly recommend. And their art bars are really, really neat because they're working with artists. If you love the packaging, you can actually buy the print with a QR code inside the packaging. Really neat partnership. Um, so also chocolate for an artist or like somebody who really loves artwork. It's a really good crossover. Next up, we have something just really fun. Fancy sprinkles. <laughs> This website, Sprinkle Pop, they have some really cute sprinkles. You can get custom sprinkles, custom like cupcake or cake toppers made um, and just uh, sprinkle colors and sprinkle. um, What do you call that? There's like the categories for whatever you might need sprinkles for. Yeah, like sprinkles for a special occasion. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yep. They have sprinkles that are like based off of your favorite football team. Yeah. They have (laughs) sprinkles that are like coffee cups. Yeah. So (laughs) you can get anything. Fancy sprinkles for anything. I'm sure you've seen the cool, you know, cake decorating videos on Instagram and stuff. This is these these are one of the places where they get all their cool fancy sprinkles from. And I just thought it was a really fun thing to add to the list, particularly if you're somebody who likes to bake. Yeah. Or this is a great gift for somebody you know who likes to bake. Yes. Um, if you really don't know what to get them and you've bought them 80 spatulas in the past, like get them some fun sprinkles and then they can uh elevate their baking game with some fancy things. This one was just a fun one. And I was really excited about including that one on the list. Yeah, I like it too. Okay, last on this list is the Planty Swag Store. In the last few months, we've added a lot of really cool new designs. Um, We have a new designer that's on our team and she has been making some amazing t-shirt designs for us. We put some on tea towels as well. Um, My favorite is my t-shirt that's a beat that has some that has the glasses like Dwight from the office and we call it the Dwight root. It's amazing. If you guys don't know, we're really big office fans over here. And that's my favorite shirt of all time. Yeah. Everything she's, everything we've added is awesome. Um, a great supplement to a gift subscription. If you bought one for a friend, grab them a tea towel or grab one for yourself. All right. Next category is kitchen supplies. So the first thing on the list is a microplane grater. This is something that Debbie Brosnan mentioned in her very first interview on the podcast. Uh, It's one of her most favorite kitchen tools. She says it comes in handy all the time. I have one myself and I do use it quite a bit. So go get get your people a microplane grater. Another good stocking stuffer for somebody who likes kitchen stuff. Stasher bags are silicone storage bags. Um, That's the next item on our list. Personally, love these. They are so wonderful. <laughs> they're easy to clean. They are, they're perfect. You can freeze in them. You can actually microwave in them. You can put soup in them. You could put snacks in them. Uh, I love stasher bags. So they had to make it on the list because I'm a huge fan. They're fantastic. And if you're trying to get away from single use plastic, stash bags is where it's at. Yeah, the way that's the way to go. Uh, my favorite is they have bags that uh, have a little bit like flatter bottom. So you can like ladle soup into it much easier because it just will stand on top of your counter. And then, you know, you can freeze your soup and it has just a flat bottom that you can just put right in your freezer. Very handy. They seal really, really well too. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, like it when you go to Dairy Queen and they flip over the blizzard and if it, if it drips out, then you get it for free or whatever. <laughs> I've done that with when I put soup in a stasher bag. I sealed it up and then flipped it over. Not a drop, you guys. It's they seal so, so well. They're incredible. Great moms, mom gift too, because um, if you buy snacks for your kids, like in a bigger, like bulk kind of 
way. Um, you can portion out snacks into these bags and you don't get that weird plastic taste because these are made out of silicone and then they're washable and reusable. So you're not going through a, a gazillion bags. Mm-hmm. All right. The next thing on the list is the USA pan baking sheets. Now, Stasher bags is Riley's favorite thing on the list. This is my favorite thing on the list. Uh, this was this was my addition because I bought these baking sheets last year and they're the best baking sheets I've ever used. That's basically all I have to say about it is they're the best baking sheets I've ever used. And I think you should buy them. Both of us, the stash bags and then this one. We both have big recommendations on these. Yeah, big recommendations <laughs> on these ones. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next up is nesting bowls. Um Personally, I love nesting bowls because they go into your cabinet and store so well. They stack up all inside of each other. I'm sure that you guys know what a nesting bowl is. Yeah. We have linked to some really beautiful ones from William Sonoma. Um, so yeah, another great gift if you're looking for something for somebody. Also yeah. a great housewarming gift, probably. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I was I was thinking it would be a great gift for, you know, similar to housewarming or, you know, maybe have like a college kid or something that, you know, they're going to have a small space in their kitchen, but they need to have mixing bowls still. So you should get the ones that are the nesting ones so that they can have other room in their cabinets that aren't just taken up by all of their mixing bowls. And who doesn't always need a different size of mixing bowl? Yeah, Like you always need a little one for something and then a really big one for something else. And I mean, at our house, I actually use them for serving too. So if you get some really beautiful ones, they're great for serving side dishes in also. All right. The always pan from our place. This is a pan that I came across, I think maybe last year. And it's amazing. So similar to honestly, similar to nesting bowls where you have one thing that, you know, doesn't take up very much space. The always pan replaces eight different kitchen utensils. It can be a frying pan, a saute pan, a steamer, a skillet, a saucer, a saucepan, a nonstick pan, a spatula, <laughs> and a spoon rest. It has all of the things. One pan does all of the things. Um, they're also really beautiful. They're kind of this, what you call it, like matte. The finish on it is matte. So instead of like an enameled pan that's like really bright and shiny, it's like the matte color instead. Very beautiful. Comes in lots of different pretty colors. And um, yeah, I'm just in love with it. I think it's really awesome. Another great gift for somebody who maybe lives in a small apartment or who is moving to college or something along those lines, it's a do-it-all kind of pan. Yeah. Um, so it it really is a great pan for small spaces. Um, and they're also just beautiful. So right. Next up on our list is personalized spatulas. This was my addition to the list. I just think it's fun. I love spatulas. <laughs> um, we found a cute shop on Etsy called Avadir and Co. Um, you can get them customized to whatever you would like them to say, uh, which, you know, anytime a gift is personalized, it just makes it that much more special. So you could, uh, you know, put inside jokes on them. So every time somebody's using it, they're laughing or it's bringing them joy in some way. Last year, I got my niece a spatula that said Star Baker, like from the Great British Bake Off. Cute. And yeah. So I was thinking that if I had known about the shop, I could have customized one that said something like that for her. Um, thankfully, I was able to find it in a store, but this is another great way to just kind of speak to someone's uh, preferences and, and things they like. Yeah. All right. Last thing on our list is a ceramic olive oil dispenser. And this is kind of a random gift. I understand <laughs> that. We honestly kind of got down the rabbit trail of what cool kitchen items are on Etsy. And I just think these olive oil dispensers are so beautiful. I currently just have olive oil that sits in the jars or in the bottle still in my kitchen. And 
I feel like I really need one of these pretty ones that it would just kind of like elevate the way that my kitchen looks to not just have a generic bottle sitting in the kitchen. I think they're so pretty. If you know somebody who has a really particular aesthetic, you could find something that matches what their current kitchen aesthetic is. I also think just in general, Etsy is a great place to go. If you know somebody who likes handmade ceramic items, Etsy is the best place for that. They have such beautiful mugs and bowls and, you know, different flower vases. I could, I could spend way too much money buying those things. Yes, me too. I am always drawn to ceramic, anything yeah. handmade, anything handmade yes. pots, handmade mugs, handmade olive oil dispensers. This is one that's actually on my Christmas list. Cause I think they're so beautiful and they're really unique too. They're not just like yeah. your tall and skinny bottle. When you guys take a look at our gift card, you'll gift guide, you'll see they're like these kind of squatty little short little pots. Oh, so cute in someone's kitchen. Hopefully yeah. in mine. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like Ronnie said, Etsy is a great place to find really specialty gifts. Um, if you're looking for a really unique gift for somebody, yeah, we hope that you love something on this list and support a cute little seller on Etsy. So one of our goals with this gift guide was to have gifts that were unique, but also budget friendly. We personally like a lot of the items on this list. And as you heard earlier, a lot of the items were recommended to us from previous podcast episodes. So we're going to link to the gift guide in the show notes. You can also find it over at the Planty blog. You can also find links to Mackenzie, her website, her podcast, all of those things in the show notes. And she is going to be putting out her own gift guide in the next week or so. So make sure you go check that out if you are still in need of some holiday gift inspiration. And a quick note about everything on our gift guide, other than the plant eat items, these are not affiliate links. So we're not, we're not making any money from this. We just hope that you find some awesome gifts for the people that you love. Thanks for listening. Once again, check the show notes for all of the links to things that we mentioned today, and we will see you guys in an upcoming episode.